segment, and we call Happy Facts, means that we are bringing in our favorite happiness contributors from Live Happy Magazine. We've got section editor Chris Libby. Hey there. And we've got science editor Paula Phelps. Hola. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, we're gonna we'll have our Spanish show. We're recording that one next. You threw me off. All right. Uh, anyway, in this segment, what we do is we go around the room and share our favorite facts about positive psychology that we have researched in the last week. And then what Paula does is takes those facts, researches them further, writes a blog post about it, and posts it on livehappy.com. In fact, as soon as this segment is over, if you are not driving in your car, we encourage you to go check it out uh, and listen to the rest of the show. Actually, wait until the end of the show to check it out, okay? Uh, we'll go around the room now in no particular order and share our facts on happiness, starting with Paula Phelps. Yeah, I found something very interesting, and that was next time you're sick, maybe you need a DJ, not a doctor. I can tell you this for a fact. Daft Punk is not going to cure my tuberculosis, but uh, I'm sure there are other benefits. How is yeah. that going to work? <laughs> <laughs> As uh, more studies are looking at the neuroscience of music, people are looking into some of the different things that music can do, both emotionally and physically. And now they've really discovered that music affects the same neural pathways that are regu regulated by pharmaceuticals, hmm. like psychostimulants and other types of drugs. So they're being able to use music for pain management, decreasing anxiety, lowering cortisol levels and blood pressure. So there's a lot of new applications that they're looking at using over medicine. Is there a certain type of music that does this? I mean, I can't imagine, you know, like uh, like hardcore uh, rap is going to make you feel really soothed. Uh, but well, maybe it can. I don't know. Maybe it's a beats per minute type of thing. You know, um, that's something that they are they're looking into creating a whole platform that would learn how to customize music as medicine. But a couple of years ago, I'd gone to a, a brain uh, music in the brain conference in Cincinnati, and they talked about healing from concussions was a very personal thing. Uh, if you liked uh, metal music, you're going to heal better with metal music than with classical music. So it's a preference type of thing. In that case, it in was. So case. you bring up a really good point. This will be interesting to see uh, if that applies in things like anxiety, stroke recovery, stuff like that. So this would mean, Libby, that Rocktober will be our most uh, healthy month <laughs> of the year. The other the other 11, we're going to have to kind of muddle through, but then we get there and, and we're going to be fine. Do you, did you find anything interesting about this while you were kind of reading around? Well, yeah, I mean, music is such a big part of our lives anyway. Um, I mean, we've always just, even with because of our natural rhythms, and then we kind of use music uh, for that, and the tones and everything that kind of ease some of those anxieties. Stuff. So I found it uh, real fascinating. Yeah, and, and one thing I wonder, too, is we've like I, I've kind of brought it up a little bit it's the beats per minute if that can just kind of regulate your heart like do you sync up to it in in a way and then that kind of can bring your stress levels down and if the stress levels going down help you heal what do you think about that idea Paula I think that beats per minute play, play a huge role in a lot of things um, I don't know if that's what is doing it and and uh, that's why I'm really excited to see what they come up with I've seen how music is being used in both emotional and physical health. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting now is they're really delving into how this is actually working as a, as a healing tool. It's very cool. So uh, when you talk about those beat per, beats per minute, um, I think we covered this a little bit in the magazine a few issues ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what about those songs that ramp up on those beats per minute, like almost like a crescendo? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, because those can be really good for you in terms of motivation and and psyching you up physically. And so those have a very effective role. 
Um, and again, I, I would think from an emotional standpoint, it'd be great if you're feeling anxious or depressed or you can use this to kind of build your mood and elevate it. So every Mumford and Sons song? Every Mumford and Sons. Every one of them. <laughs> Who knew Dr. Dre was truly a healer? Let's move on to our second fact, and that fact is brought to us this week by Chris Libby. The world is in a good mood. Really? I uh, I don't know if you've been on Twitter today or not. But, or CNN. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially them, yeah. But uh, the latest uh, report from the Gallup Global Emotions Report shows that more than 70% of the world, they, when they were surveyed, have said they've experienced enjoyment, smiled or laughed, felt well-rested, or treated with respect within a one day of taking the survey. Interesting. Yeah. And you would think that we're, I mean... Where are these studies? To, I mean, are they get, grabbing someone from every country? I mean, I'm sure they, yeah, that's impossible. They did about but, okay. 146 countries, uh, okay. so they got a pretty wide range. And uh, one of the more interesting things, which we talk about a lot in the show when we find out where the happiest people in the world are, Paraguay is ranked the highest and with the uh, positive experience index with a score of 84. Uh, other countries on that list include Costa Rica, Panama, Philippines, and Uzbekistan. Hmm. And these are all areas that we would not consider particularly wealthy countries. Well, no. And um, the Philippines is... is They're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. The, but the Latin countries continue to dominate in those areas of positive emotion. Paula, why do you think that is? Interesting, because we went to Cuba a few months ago, and we saw that in action. Uh, it's, Cuba is not a place you'd think of happy, happy people. And... Yet you find a lot of joy in their culture, and some of it, I think, goes back to they have a lot of music, they have a lot of dancing, mm. and there's a lot of family. So much yeah. of it is built around family, and we've seen time and time again that that is such a driving force for people. And as Chris had brought up, it's based on a person's perception of what a good life is. Yeah. And I think that has so much to do with it. It's how you perceive what is meaningful and what is good versus how we think it should be. Yeah, they're basically gauging your day-to-day -day experiences, whether positive or negative. Uh, for example, Guatemala, one of the poorest countries in the world, and mm -hmm. they are seventh on the list of positive emotions. I think I think there is something to that, though. Like you're talking about Guatemala, but they don't know what they don't know, right? Yeah. Like they don't know that they that there are people in the world that are you know owning their own jets and having seven course meals catered to them every day. They just know that I've got my family. Mm -hmm. We work together to get through this. We enjoy each other, and my life is happy. I don't need any of that other stuff, and I don't even think I need that other stuff. So maybe the happiness is relative to the expectations for life. Yeah, and like Paul said. Culture is a huge factor in this. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to our third and final fact, and that is my fact, which is that if you are paid by the hour, you could be getting happier by the minute. And I thought this was really interesting, and I've always wanted to be salaried. Every job I've had, I've wanted it to be salaried. But according to this study that uh, comes from the University of Toronto, go Varsity Blues, um, I know all the mascots, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Uh, they say that if you are paid by the hour, you are generally going to be more happy than someone who is salaried. And the theory is that you are uh, able to place an exact value on your time, or you know how hard you have to work to get this certain level of achievement or whatever. But when you get a salary, you can't really break it down that well. I'm not sure how true that is or why that is, but that's the conclusion they came to up there in Canada. I guess that can make sense if you view time as a finite thing and you want to make sure that 
you know, it's worth as much as, right. You know, you're, you're getting your worth. Um, and you know, a lot of times when people, uh, work salary, they, you know, they work longer, Mm -hmm. longer hours. And so they don't get paid more to work longer. Right, and you feel like maybe you're being taken advantage of. Paula, is, would you think there's any any anything to that idea that that you're just getting yeah, more valuable I, I time? Yeah, I concur with Chris on that. That maybe it's because you're not when you're salary, you kind of can feel like you're a slave. Sometimes yeah. it's like the workday does not end. But what's really interesting is, despite the fact that you know your study was showing that people who are getting paid by the hour are happier. Um, the World Happiness Report was talking about people in the higher level jobs, which typically are salary. Uh, people in management jobs are happier than their employees. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's interesting, and it, it makes you wonder too what what kind of measures of happiness are they using? Because right. I, I I completely get why people would be happier if they're they know they're getting an, an hourly wage, and they know that their job ends at a certain time, and they can go home and be with their family. Yeah, exactly. And and I think too, like like Chris was saying, when you've got that salary, maybe that's something less to inspire uh, to aspire to, right? Like if you've if you've been a, an hourly employee, and finally, oh, I've been bumped up to salary, you think, oh, life is good, and then suddenly you're working sixty hours, and technically you're seeing, well, I'm actually only getting seven dollars for every hour I work, and maybe that brings <laughs> you down. I don't know, but maybe the, the thrill of having the title makes up for that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, your value, uh, your time, your the value of your time is less, possibly. Yeah, and absolutely. so maybe if you're getting hourly, you can, in your mind, value that time. Well, I can tell you right now, we're running out of time on this segment, and we're not getting paid any extra if we go longer, so we better wrap it Cut up. It. <laughs> 